I told y'all I was going to be back doing what I do best, and this is the First and Go podcast, and I'm your host, First and Go. Welcome to episode five, uh, and we are heading north, and what I mean by heading north, we are heading to the NFC, ASC North divisions. We're going to, I'm going to give you my one thought of each of one of those teams, necessary, a couple of them, you know, I'm going to be honest. One of those teams I ain't gonna even acknowledge. It's just it, it's, it's it's literally a shit show in one of those teams. <clears throat> Excuse me. Also, we head into the Big Ten, which we're gonna start off with in just a couple of minutes. Start off with them uh, talking about the Big Ten. I'm gonna give you my prediction uh, with the Big Ten. Of course, I'm not gonna give you any prediction with NFL just yet, but college, I will give you my prediction. Who I believe is the dark horse and who I believe who can take the crown this year in the Big Ten. Well, this ain't the new Big Ten yet. We still got like a couple years before that happens. With that being said, though, let's get into it. Now, I will say this. Oh, excuse me. I forgot to say. If you hear my co-host, and, and this co-host is really not going to bring their opinion but he's cute. he is cute and he is six months. So if you hear, don't, don't hey don't don't think he's gonna take over the show. Um, <laughs> he's with me and he's looking at me like, bro, come on now, you gotta give me some shine. I will give you some shine. They gonna hear you. Blah blah blah. blah. Yeah yeah. They they hear you. They gonna hear you. Now, let's get into it. You want to get into it? Let's talk about the Big Ten. You want to talk about the Big Ten? Yeah, let's talk about the Big Ten. All right, he wants to talk about the Big Ten. Let's talk about it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. like I said, welcome to the First and Go podcast. Season review. Lord, how much I'm ready for this. Now, season review. Now, how we going to... Uh, now, you, now, y'all want to... Wondering in my mind, I done did the West. I done did. I done did the Pac-12. I already did the Big Ten. Twelve. We head into the Big Ten, and I'm gonna just. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna just. Me personally, I'm gonna be honest. There's only two. There's only two potential contenders. Period. In the Big Ten. Period. There's only two of them. There's only two of them, man. That's Ohio State. Which you agree? Okay, he agree. Okay, cool, cool. It's Ohio State and it's Michigan. Both of them are in the East. I don't think that anybody in the West will win this year. But then again, hey, it's college football. It's, it's, it's hey, it has this... Twists and turns, up and downs, through valleys and, and tunnels, and all types of shit. Look, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. This Big Ten this year might be, honestly, it might be as bad as the Pac-12. I'm gonna just be honest. Rutgers is not gonna be a contender. Maryland could be a contender but you know I think they just stuck between they stuck with Michigan State, Penn State, Michigan and Ohio State in the same conference you put you put 
Maryland in the West. Maryland wins the West this year. Matter of fact, you put Maryland in the West the last two years, Maryland, win, I mean, Maryland wins the West. That's how good I believe Maryland can get. But the problem is they have four teams in front of them, and it is not fair. It's great competition, but it's not fair. They're not going to get the recognition that nobody's really going to pay attention to them. But I think they could upset one of the four. Possibly none of them, but definitely one of them. Uh, like I said, Rutgers out of there. Indiana out of there. Um, especially with Pennix, probably not not the quarterback this year either. Then the worst, the two, the two worst teams, well, possibly the D worst team in, in Northwestern, they nowhere near close. Um, Illinois is nowhere near close. They might get somebody a couple. They might get somebody a scare or two, but they're nowhere near close. And I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I think even as much as Iowa has done and over the year in the last twenty years, I have seen Iowa do great things. Never they won a conference a couple of times, but at the same time, done great things enough. Got to the Rose Bowl a few a couple of times. Won the conference a couple of times. Iowa has become the hey, we're just normal as hell team. And when I say normal as hell, I'm not even talking about mediocre. They are a literally they will be happy and elated to have eight wins. That's what I mean. Not mediocre in, in college football, you know, not six. They, I think they'll get six. I think they'll top off at eight. But the, but they be happy at eight and getting an upset or two along the way. By the way, Iowa has one of the toughest schedules in the conference because not only they draw Ohio State, they also draw Michigan. And anybody in, in the West, and the rule has always been like this for years on years. If you ever draw one, it's tough. But if you draw both, kiss your season goodbye. Because nine times out of ten, you're not beating both of them. And I'm going to be honest with you, I will probably have, I'm going to be honest with you, arguably between Northwestern and Iowa, that might be the worst game out of the Power Fives. That might be the worst game in college football. Iowa cannot score. Northwestern is just not good at all. And it's not, you know, they just a private school that can't recruit with everybody else's recruiting. That's just what it is. But I would arguably really going to have the worst offense. They had the worst offense last year. They couldn't score. They're not going to be able to same same quarterback coming back. And they're not going to score this year either. They don't down. They, they'll have a defense. They'll have some offensive linemen. They'll have a pretty good defense that is going to pretend. Oh, my co-host fell asleep on me, y'all. He fell asleep on me. He out. I don't know about him about sports. So he done went to sleep. Uh, <laughs> but back on track, though. Um, uh, hang on a second, y'all. Okay, back at it. He done woke up, whatever. You know, thought I was able to put him down real quick, and then, you know, he woke up. You know, that's 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 babies for you. Now, back on track. Like I was saying, Iowa is going to be, Iowa got the worst offense in the league. 
Period. Office worst off one of the worst offenses in, in the nation. They they're they're not even a top rushing team in the nation. And I will bread and butter is offensive line and running backs. And no, they do not have a a true you know top three hundred type running back. This is that. No, they usually get two three. Every every blue moon get a four star running back to come to Iowa, and you know I, they do what they do. They run the ball well. They were they definitely run the ball well, and that's their mo. But necessarily, they haven't been running the ball well enough lately because they've been trying to adapt to out of the style that they play, which is passing the ball. They're trying to pass the ball a little bit better, and it's just not working. So honestly, Iowa. I'm just being honest with y'all. Iowa, eh, not winning the Big Ten this year. As much as a lot of people are dark horsing them to steal it if everything goes wrong, which is possibility because the damn near they tried to do it last year. Uh, unless Iowa could get three to five, uh, three to five turnovers a game, literally every single game this season, there's no way in hell they win, win, win the Big Ten. All right, so we got the teams that I Minnesota probably not gonna win, but I think Minnesota gives somebody fits. But pretty much that's that's pretty much the gist of everybody that I don't think that's gonna win the Big Ten. Now let's talk about that's that that's the ones that's not contenders. Let's talk about some dark horses. My dark horse in the East is Penn State. Reason why? Penn, I'm gonna I'm just I'm gonna go ahead and throw Michigan State in the in in, in the midst of it too. Michigan State and Penn State is dark horses in the East for one and one reason only. Michigan and Ohio State is going to slip up on one of those two teams, if not both. Do I believe Ohio State going to lose to both? You know, do I believe Ohio State could lose to Penn State, Michigan State, and Michigan the same year? Hasn't been done in a long time. With it, you know, it's it's not impossible. But it's not favorable either. I believe, and I'm gonna go ahead and tell y'all this. I I I'm a, I ain't gonna sugarcoat. I'm gonna go go ahead and say it now. Ohio State gonna win this conference. I said it. There it is. There's not a secret. And I I, I believe Ohio State is an automatic bid into the college football playoffs, even if they got one loss. Even if they got one loss, I think they are automatic bid. As long as they win the conference championship, they are automatic bid in the, in the playoffs. Now, with that being said, reason why I have to say Michigan as a dark horse to win, you know, or I was gonna put them as a contender, which they are a contender. Uh, McNamara and a couple of you know, like they, they Michigan lost some pieces last year. They lost. Like at least three key pieces on the defense. They lost two running backs. Um, no, let me take that back. I think one of them did come back. I think I, we know uh, Haskins went into the draft, uh, but they lost pieces on offense. They lost uh, one or two pieces on offense, but lost a lot of pieces on defense. But it's Michigan. Michigan has recruited in year in year out, and, and Michigan sells on their name. With same thing with Notre Dame, they sells on their name. So that's why I have Michigan. Technically, they are literally in that gray area. They are really a contender, but they they're not pretenders. 
but they really contenders, but they really a dark horse that could probably steal the conference again. They didn't steal the last year. They won it outright, but still, you know what I mean. But Michigan State and Penn State, they got to get it together. They always beat the teams that a lot of people don't think they will win, but end up losing the games they were supposed to win. Both Michigan State and Penn State, I'm going to segue to the West with this, lost to this team that I believe is the true dark horse in this conference, and that is Purdue. I went all in on Wisconsin and got disappointed by the way I did have Wisconsin lose to Notre Dame last year, and they did. But in a most craziest fashion there is, like Wisconsin just unraveled themselves after ever, ever since that. They actually played well enough to really try to win that game. The offense is the reason why they lost. The defense played well enough. It was just the offense, the offense was the problem. Purdue beat Michigan State and Penn State. Granted, I understand Clifford wasn't in the game. He got knocked out the game with, with Penn State. I mean, with with uh with the game with Purdue, but but the same. But but at the same, like at the end of the day, you you play to win the game, and if you're not prepared, you, you, that that's on the coach. I think James Franklin's coaching for his job this year. I'm not even gonna sugarcoat. I love me some James Franklin. I do. I love. I think the guy. I think the guy is a hell of a coach. I think he's. I think he. I think he's one of the. I think he's one of the best coaches that are not talked about enough. I think James Franklin can win. The problem is he's not with the team that that is that is winnable to win. Penn State can win. They got the one of the most devoted fan bases. Okay, baby. Okay. Okay, yeah, he went back to sleep. Penn State got one of the they got one of the most devoted fan bases in the country. 107, 108 strong in Beaver Stadium. Damn near every game. Now, they're two days as devoted as this other team that's in the West. Uh which is Nebraska, which we'll talk about them in about 30 seconds. But Purdue, Penn State, and, and they got to get that together with James Franklin. I think they're an eight-win team, but they're going to have to get an upset or two in, in the mix of this. I think they're going to lose to either Michigan or Ohio State. I think they lose. I think they beat one, not lose to the other. If not, I, if they lose to both teams, I, Purdue cannot lose anybody in the West. They got to beat Michigan State, and they have to be at not, uh, about an eight, nine, eight at the very worst, nine win team. Now, going back to the West, Purdue is the true dark horse. The other dark horse I'm going to talk about is Nebraska. Purdue and Nebraska can wreck, pretty much turn this turn this conference upside down. Both of these teams were turning. A good sizable of their starters. Uh, David Bell was really the true. David Bell and Khalid and the defensive end was pretty much it for them last year. But at the end, but but they returned the quarterback, head coach. You know, they, they Purdue returns a good sizable of their team back. 
Nebraska does too and added Casey Thompson from Texas, which is a better quarterback that they had last year. Which meaning, just think of what Nebraska, they lost a lot of games by one, they lost eight games. Eight games! Or one games. Touchdown or less. Touchdown or less. Scott Frost has this team going forward. He has this team going the right direction. They just got to clean up. Penalty here. Get a score here instead of kicking a field goal. Take a chance here. Make the right. Instead of going for the score, kick the field goal here. Get a stop here. Big play. Don't miss the big play here. Scott Frost has actually got them boys ready. And I think Nebraska is going to be a team that can win the West. I think Purdue is going to be the is the true overall dark horse in this conference. Wisconsin, I'm the, I, I'm not I, I, I I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I'm not even going to break up Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin is not going to win the conference. I don't even think they're going to win the West. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So now the question is. I'm basically, y'all, if you calculate everything up, I don't talk about all the teams. You calculate everything up, right? It comes down to, it comes down to this. I'm looking at it. <laughs> and basically it comes down to Ohio State versus either Nebraska or Purdue. And I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I wouldn't. I, I I I want the coaching match. I want the coaching matchup. I want Nebraska and Ohio State in the conference championship game. I I understand. I basically told you my winner of that game, but I I think Scott Frost can get these get these Cornhuskers back into a conference championship game and get them the respectability. They ain't got to be undefeated, but they, I think they could lose maybe two games, three at the max. I think they'll be 9-3, 10-2, 9-3, and and when it's all said and done in the West. The West is not hard at all. <laughs> Wisconsin's not Wisconsin. I don't, I understand they can run the ball, but they, they don't have enough offense to put up enough score. Uh, Purdue can, but they make certain mistakes. But I think they it's all about can they run, can they accomplish the hype that's coming out of for Purdue and everybody else in the West is just there. And Minnesota is probably the one team that I really didn't go all in on, like Michigan, a little bit like Michigan, like that. Minnesota is probably the one team quietly is probably going to just. Hey, um, we're still here, and they probably gonna be like, uh, we're still here, and um, we're probably gonna beat y'all when y'all come to Minnesota. <laughs> oh, how about this? We just might just steal a game at, hey, steal a game on the road, uh, maybe two games on the road, and then you're gonna pop up and be like, damn, 
I did have Nebraska and Purdue and then Minnesota squeezed their asses into the picture and got into the conference championship. Not to say Minnesota's going to do it, but don't be surprised with the Big Ten West. It's just going to be crazy as hell. All right, y'all. That was that was my college football season preview for the Big Ten. Now let's get into some NFL. Um, no, I'm not about to talk about Aaron Rodgers because he wastes my breath and my time. I'm not giving him neither. Uh, y'all already know how I feel about the Deshaun Watson situation. Until we find out what uh, the Roger and and the other judge gonna do, or whoever it is that's doing the other ruling, yeah, that I ain't gonna even talk about that right now. Uh, what else? What else there is? Uh, we got some injuries. There's a lot of injuries. A lot of people. It's not and like last year was more of an ACL thing going on. You know, everybody you get to, you, you ain't got to do much. You just you, all you gotta do is just get touched and tear your ACL last year. This year we don't see a lot. Of, we don't see some foots. We don't. Uh, we got one person, one or two people out with uh with a Achilles tear. Um, yeah, injuries is rolling like crazy right now for the NFL already, and we haven't even got really truly going yet. But uh, but with that being said though. Let's talk about the uh, let's go NFC North. Let's go NFC North. I, I went AFC a couple last couple times. Let's go NFC North. Let's uh, this go around. The NFC North. The NFC North. I'm gonna be honest with you. It's gonna be a lot more competitive than a lot of close day. It's a three team. I ain't gonna even gonna say a three team race. I ain't gonna do that. It's a two. It's a two team race. You got. Green Bay and Minnesota, and then you got a potential dark horse that's probably not a dark horse, but could scare the other two teams. Be like, oh shit, uh, Detroit is here. Yeah, and then on top of that, you also got Chicago. I'm gonna be honest with you, like I said at the beginning, uh, the podcast. Yeah, it's one team out in the in, in these between these two north uh, divisions. I, I ain't gonna talk about, and that's that, and that is Chicago Bears. They're 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 complete trash. Uh, uh, unless Roquan Smith is resigned, uh, they gonna give even worse. Um, Justin Fields gonna be running for his life. Like we're not even going to acknowledge the Chicago Bears. They arguably could lose every single game this year. They might win one or two, but really, they could lose every single. This could be the worst team. I thought Atlanta Falcons going to be the worst team in, in the league. Chicago Bears arguably could be the worst team in the league. By far. By mile. Now, with me saying that, let's get into some real talk on football. All right, so like I said, Green Bay, Minnesota is pretty much the contenders uh, of the North right now, and with with Detroit, I understand Detroit was the was the was the second was the second pick last this past draft, and I get it. Detroit has been picking on top five for how many years? Detroit has wasted. Matt Stafford has wasted three three Hall of Famers. Matt Stafford, 
Calvin Johnson and the great Barry Sanders. They have wasted three prime ribs, three prime steaks. Yes, I'll consider them, I am referring them to food. Yes, it's the reason why I said that. Sometimes when you got your franchise quarterback and then you, you draft a franchise quarterback and don't do shit with it. You drafted Barry Sanders, which is a generational running back talent, and you wasted him for nine seasons. Then you drafted a wide receiver that was in a running offense, a, 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 a true running option offense that turned into one of the best receivers in the league at that time. You wasted prime real estate. You wasted prime steak. You wasted prime rib. You wasted you wasted money. You wasted everything, Detroit. Now we in a different. We in, of course it's twenty twenty two. We in a brand new different decade. We still younger. Still younger. It's still younger this decade. And by the way, Matthew Stafford and Calvin Johnson played with each other. So that makes it even worse. Two out of the three actually play together. <sighs> Let me calm down. All right. With that being said, it, it pisses me off. It pisses me off as a football fan. Like, you wasted fucking talent. You could have traded them and got somebody else to be wasted on, but and we could have saw them, we could have saw Calvin Johnson win the Super Bowl, could have saw Barry Sanders be with somebody else. Hell, Barry Sanders could almost, was almost a Dallas Cowboy at one point. And then on top of that, it, let's move on. All right. <laughs> Detroit, Detroit Lions is not in my team, but, but as a football fan, it's just like, I got family, I got, I got family in, in Michigan. They they are they some Detroit Lions fans. God damn. Like that like you feel sorry for their asses. <laughs> you just feel sorry for them. Don't have don't and I as a cowboy fan, I understand we haven't really truly been contenders in the last twenty five years. I get it. I get the jokes. All that bullshit. I get it. But at least we got five rings to even show for it. <laughs> That's all I'ma say about that. So Detroit hasn't even made to a fucking Super Bowl. They made to one conference championship game and still couldn't get it done. And they had to beat Dallas to get to that. Let it, let it, let, let it, hey, let that sink in a little bit. <laughs> With that being said, let's get back on track. I'm sorry, let's get back on track. But yes, this season in 2022, Detroit is going to be a better team. Detroit, defensively, is going to be a little scary. And I say a little scary because I, I've said it as in a not, not much as a very optimistic point of view, but I'm saying it like Detroit actually be, is fundam, going to be fundamentally sound. You cannot just hey, we got Detroit on on, on the schedule. All right, man, we we'll just roll our roll our, our helmets 
and try to be and just say, hey, y'all just gonna have to lay y'all ass down. No, that's not about to happen. We seen it last year in 2021. Detroit ain't laying down for nobody. They did it in the very first game of the season against the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens had to kick a six, they had to kick a 65-yard 60, field goal to beat them. Let that sink in. They almost beat Green Bay last year. Should have beat Green Bay last year. Almost had three, four other upsets in, in the midst of that last year. This team is going to be fundamentally sound better. They got one of the best stats. When I mean stats, I mean ex-players, good coaches from other teams. Dan Campbell, seriously, taking this job seriously. Detroit is going to be a problem. You got Detroit. If your team has Detroit on their schedule, do not make that as a blow-off game. If you're a fan base of any other any of the other 35 teams, including motherfucking Dallas Cowboys, we play Detroit in the first half of the season. Don't fuck it up. Detroit is going to come to Dallas and they're going to be ready to play. And the last time Detroit come to Dallas, the last the last two times Detroit came to Dallas. One of them, they did beat us by Bobby Carpenter picking off uh, Tony Romo. The other time, they bitched about the refs cheating them out of the playoff win. And by the way, we don't play Detroit too many times in the playoffs. If that call went Detroit's way, we've been 0-2 against Detroit in the playoffs. Let it sink in. Detroit eventually will be better. Better. And this will be the start of that. Now, I know a lot of y'all not going to be as optimistic or more passionate like I am about Detroit. But, it's, but as a football fan, you have to look at certain teams and be like, Detroit and Jacksonville, put this way, the, the way I talked about Jacksonville is the way I'm talking about Detroit. And guess what? My damn team plays both of them. With the, hey, with the fact that we also play, <laughs> hey, with the fact we also play Green Bay and Minnesota, both on the road, back to back. Let's talk about them two bases. Look here. I understand. I, I, know, I said we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers as per se, just as a subject by itself. I am going to talk about Aaron Rodgers as the team of the quarterback, the, te the quarterback team of the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers is going to try to go out, go after his third MVP in a row. The shit ain't going to happen. He shouldn't even got the MVP last year. And anybody tells me otherwise, y'all full of shit. Like, I'm going to be honest. I, I would say this. There was two other uh, NFL players should have gotten it over him. I would have been okay with T.J. Watt getting it. And I would have been okay with Cooper <laughs> Cut getting it. <laughs> yeah, he's okay. You know, sometimes, you know, you be sleep, you know, sweat, you know, yeah. It happens. 
Anyway, he good. As I was saying, Cooper Cup. That's two NFL people that Cooper Cup won Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, Watt won Defensive Player of the Year. Arguably, both of them, with the way they played this this past season, should have won the MVP. Over Rodgers. Rodgers, and then on top of that, the fact of the way he went into the playoffs last year, number one overall receipt, and then here comes, hey, here comes the 49ers and beat the brakes off your ass. In Lambeau. In the winter. It was cold as fuck. Your element. <laughs> Should I keep going? I have no, and I said it this last year. Green Bay wasn't gonna go to no goddamn Super Bowl. Yeah, and a lot of people have, but a lot of people. I understand if you're a Green Bay Packer fan, by all means, I'm not talking about y'all. I'm talking about the other motherfuckers that there's not Green Bay Packer fans that pick Green Bay to go to the Super Bowl. Y'all some motherfucking fools. Don't think they're gonna be in the Super Bowl again this year. They're not. Like stop. Aaron Rodgers. In the playoffs, has he has not did anything to prove that he's going to correct what he has not done in the last eleven years since winning the Super Bowl last time? It's not going to happen until he correct his shit, and then on top of that, he might not even he might retire after the season. He has this he he is on the this year, next year, and the year after that. He's on three year one year contracts. Literally getting paid fifty million. Let's not even talk about. It. Look, highest paid quarterback, and may not even win his division. May not even win his division this year. He, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. As much as a lot of people say Green Bay might just go ahead and win his division outright, they might. They're not telling the truth. They are going to. They're not gonna skate by. They gonna get bru- they gonna get bruises, cuts, black eyes. This I ain't talking about literally. I'm just talking about in football sense. They gonna get their ass whooped this year. I don't care about the the, the office. You know, the, the, you know, since Devontae, maybe the office could you know group around differently and better, and it, and it can be. But here's the problem: you don't have a number one receiver that that the defense have to necessarily take every year. So now the defense could take, hey, you ain't got no number one receiver. Hey, guess what? Uh, Aaron Jones, guess what, buddy? You're getting keyed on all, every single game. Get, get ready to earn your money this season. And I don't even think Aaron Jones going to like what it's about to come to him this season. So with that being said, I they better run, they better run, do, Look, Green Bay is not the team you think they're going to be this year. I'm sorry to tell you. They will be a playoff team. The sit there and say they'll be a number one seed again this year. You full of shit. Now, let's get on Minnesota real quick. That was a long one thought, but I had to get it off my chest. Minnesota is, to me, Minnesota is the team that I think can dethrone they dumbasses. Minnesota is a team that I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with y'all. 
since the Minneapolis miracle. Excuse me. Since the Minneapolis miracle, Minnesota has been in the playoffs three times. Minnesota has been exited out of there twice real quick. Beaten by one of them times, beating the Saints, pretty much retiring Drew Brees. Beating the Saints, then may also made uh uh made Sean Payton uh go get his life together. Beating the Saints and then get beat by whoever the fuck it was that we got to that. But the the, the point I'm getting at is this: Minnesota is actually a team that could be really good, but nobody trusts Kirk Cousins. They changed the coach, got different coaching staff, more of an offensive for any offense. They still gonna have Jeff, George Jefferson. They gonna have uh, Thielen. They they got uh, <laughs> uh, I think they still got Irv Smith there. Um, they they got Davin Cook. Um, offensive line gonna be decent, pretty good, decent to pretty good. Um, defense is probably gonna be a little shaky. In certain parts, but defense is going to be respectable. The, de- the uh, Minnesota's defense is going to be respectable. I, I'm just be honest with y'all. I think they could dethrone Green Bay. I think they could. Not even could. I think they will dethrone Green Bay. I think Green Bay going to get a wake up call this year. I don't think Green Bay is really sleepwalking into the season, thinking, "Oh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be Aaron Rodgers." That shit ain't going to work no more. And some, and I'm gonna tell y'all this: uh, uh, time is not in the best friend with a quarterback. I'm gonna just be honest with y'all. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't get with Green Bay. Let's move on. Let's go to the AFC North. I can't. I, I could go on and on about Green Bay. They pisses me off. It pisses me off. Let's move on. I don't know what to say about this damn division. You got you got Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, which is probably the most disrespected team in the NFL right now. You got the most disrespected quarterback in the division with the with with not being signed yet, and then you got with the Ravens getting healthy again. On top of that, yeah, the Bengals that made the Super Bowl for the first time since 90, nope, take that back, since 88, <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, I said down there when I met 88, and then 88, yeah, I said it right, 88, so uh, and then you have the Steelers being out there no more. So it's Najee Harris era with a rookie quarterback or Trubisky. What the word is, Trubisky is going to be the star quarterback week one. But we'll see how long that's going to last. Trubisky, I'm going to take that back. Look, Trubisky is a decent quarterback, but let's. That he got to get the ball down the field to make 
defenses respect the respect the pass and I just think the rookie is I'm not gonna say the rookie is ready but I'm gonna say I I, I could see I could see Pickett playing it depending on where Pittsburgh is and I think I think the fan base would get more restless it would have lose it with they first possibly lose a season in Mike Tomlin's era and I would hate it that it is this season, but they did just pick up they 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 rookie quarterback in this past draft. I don't think he's not gonna play this whole season, but I think we will see him at some point this season. <laughs> and that leaves with the Cleveland Browns. What the fuck you want me to say about this shit show? You got. You got a quarterback that you acquired from the Houston Texans. By the way, Houston Texans is, is is very involved in the situation with Deshaun. Um, they not they don't want to talk about it. They try to get they try to get out the spotlight. But guess what? Not everybody's go. Not everybody gonna um forgive you for what the fuck bullshit you just pulled. Uh, but. The Cleveland Browns acquired Deshaun Watson in a trade and then gave him one of the... <sighs> this money that Deshaun got from the Cleveland Browns makes Kirk Cousins guaranteed his last two guaranteed contracts look like chump change. Deshaun Watson's contract is fully guaranteed. He's getting them one year. He's getting one million dollars this season, and the rest of his money starts the very next season. He's on the verge of getting suspended for a whole year. Roger Goodell is aiming for a whole season. If not, he don't get a full full season. He's definitely getting at least twelve. Um, I believe that. I also believe that um, this division is so wide open. You can arguably say that Cleveland might keep the wheels intact and actually steal this division, but at the same time, I I need to see. I need as much as I know what how much talent that Cincinnati has with the requirements they have with the offensive line. Uh, get a couple more pieces on defense. Uh, the receiver, one of the best receiving cores in the game right now, with Joe Burrow. Joe Cool Burrow and I'm gonna be honest with you, Zach Taylor is probably still gonna be an underrated coach. Um, <laughs> just to be honest with you, he's still gonna be an underrated coach. This this division's wide open. This might be the most wide open division in in football right now. And I'm I, I'm just I'm just I I'm not gonna tell you my pick, but even if I did tell you my pick. I don't even know who to pick. Everybody has flaws. Everybody got something to put to put to the table. But I'm the one. But the one thing I will say this is this: as much as a lot of people out here, a lot of analysts and everything else is sitting here doubting the Pittsburgh Steelers, this might be the one time that you probably don't want to doubt the Pittsburgh Steelers because if this, if anything, this will be the year. 
to make sure that Pittsburgh don't win the division. Because if they do do win the division this year, y'all have to understand something. Burrow has to get paid. And they said they're working on his contract right now. They'll say he's going to get signed during this season, before this season or during this season or potential after this season. But they said basically, basically the boy you read between the lines, by, by this time next year, he will be the next high-paid quarterback. Now, or one of them. Now, to sit there to say that, if it's any season that you want to make sure one particular team do not win win this year, this will be the season that the AFC North do not want the Pittsburgh Steelers win the division. Because all they're going to do is get better after this season. That's an oxymoron to say, but I'm going to be honest with y'all. It's not. And it's a factual, historic fact. And it's been written several times. Several times. So, with that being said, oh, yeah. And, and Baltimore Ravens is still being disrespected. Like, that's how that's how I feel about this division. That's how I feel about it. All right, y'all. That's the show. Um, oh, yeah. No, I'm not about to talk about KD. Sorry. I'm not about to waste my breath on that. Y'all got to be honest with you. Look, they trying to stay, the NBA trying to stay relevant. That's all this is about KD uh, being want to be traded. Look, as long as... Kyrie is still on the team. Kevin Durant ain't going nowhere. He ain't going nowhere from the Brooklyn Nets. I'm just being honest. It ain't happening. With that being said, that's the show. Um, episode six, we're going to get into the NFC, AFC East, and we're going to double up college. I might end up splitting uh, episode six into a two-part situation. I want to... I want to give the ACC and the SEC their pro their time for both conferences, and I and that, that's a that's going to be a mouthful to do both con both of those conferences and the ALC and NFC East in one episode. So there's a possibility that episode six will be a two parter, and that will come soon enough uh, to hear. So hey, like subscribe on Spotify. Anchor, uh, appreciate y'all listening. Uh, I'm gonna get my voice a rest for a second and uh, I'm gonna get back to it. Y'all be easy. And hey, preseason games, it started last Thursday, it's really gonna get wrapped up this Thursday. So, week one preseason games starts Thursday. So, enjoy football fans. Football is back. Y'all be good.